All right, it is a lunch break pod. Let's jump in. It's an emergency pod, and it's not because there's any urgent news going on. I mean, other than the fact that it's the Frontier League and American Association opening weekend. Don't get me wrong, I'm very hype about it. It's good to have more baseball going on. Uh, but it is an emergency that I get my crap together here with Indie Ball Nation a little bit because it has been a chaotic week full of projections and prep work for the Frontier and American uh, previews that will be dropping Monday, Tuesday. Not quite sure where that upload's going to land on me, but um, certainly a lot of work going on. So keeping an eye on that mess. Um, <laughs> basically, I've been the routine here is that uh, get together every few days, maybe a little Monday, maybe a little Thursday night if we're feeling special, mostly a Friday morning thing. And we go over the series that just went down uh, across all the leagues, game by game, chat about a little bit, and then we take a step back and we talk about the big picture a little bit with any ball. Um, yeah, that has not been happening early on because, uh, well, it's been a lot of work for doing the Frontier and American stuff. So, yeah, priorities because, you know, you can only do the preview when it's a preview, right? So there's a little bit of a time crunch on that thing. So, uh, yeah, the point of this little, I, I guess, emergency slash non-emergency it's like this the uh michael scott texting 911 just get someone's attention when it's not really that urgent um is to uh just get caught up on the atlantic league just so we can kind of clear that out and uh we'll be ready to jump right in we'll, we'll do a quick overview again on monday of the weekend action but hopping in uh, because it, it's been an interesting few days i don't know i mean depends on how much you've been paying attention we'll start kind of at the bottom i guess of the league and we'll go and this is going to be hopefully about a 15 minute episode so we'll see how this thing rolls but Oh yeah, no graphics. Sorry, we're going quick here. Like I ain't got time for this editing thing, right? No, we got time. So we're going to do some more editing. If I get comfortable with this, this could be the vibe on every Thursday, Friday episode. So buckle up because I'm not guaranteeing this isn't a regular thing, but uh, we'll definitely keep the vibe a little more fancy on that Monday episodes, you know, just in case uh, we get company. You know what I mean? We want to look good. Uh, but this one, just between you and, my, you and I, it's going to be a trash fire. Uh, but Backing it up, we're going to talk about Frederick because Frederick's disaster, more of a trash fire than this is. Uh, Frederick 0-13. Uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? We've talked a little bit about concerns about their visas being delayed. That is definitely affecting the thing right now. Um, this is, while they have now lost more games than Staten Island did to open the year last year, I would say this is different from that. I think Staten Island, um, while actually they were more competitive game to game, if you remember, they are actually pretty close in those games. Um, I think... Staten Island, that was closer to their true talent levels, whereas that sounds like 0 oh, 10 isn't anyone's true talent level, but well, um, but it, that was just not a good baseball team. This Frederick baseball team will be one. It, they're essentially operating with injuries right now, except injuries in the form of, um, well, they did actually have some rotation injuries early on there, um, but uh, they really, it's just in the form of those visa guys they don't have. Uh, we've gone through a list before of the guys that they don't have. It's It's a tough scene, but... Um, they're starting to get guys back. I did see that they had, um, back in the transaction log, uh, Davidas and Neverauskas. I think I'm getting better at that. He does seem to be getting assigned to the roster. So I assume he will be on soon. That is a good movement. He is not coming from, uh, Latin America, however, and that is where a lot of these, uh, delayed visas are from, but maybe as a sign of movement, which would be great to see for them. So Frederick, I mean, it, let's go sort of how it's gone for them. Uh, if you recall, I mean, they've just been swept in every series, obviously. They haven't won yet, so that was Gastonia. That was um, High Point. They actually lost four to High Point. Um, lost to Gastonia again. They also lost to Lexington in there. So, yeah, it's been a bad go for Frederick. Um, not many highlights to hit, uh, I would say. Probably Craig Dadello had a hot start, five homers in five games, but he's cooled since then. Um, 
Yeah, it's just tough. It's not a very strong lineup right now, so you can kind of work around him, and he doesn't see many good pitches once everybody was sort of alerted to his presence. So, yeah, it's really a tough scenario for them. There's not many ways out of this until they can kind of strengthen that lineup. Uh, of course, uh, Brett DeGeis, I never even got a chance to learn how to say it. Uh, he has been picked up. Um, has contract purchased, which is great, but also, you know, the last thing they need. Uh, oh, never ask us to get in a game the other day, so that's good. I must have missed that. I've been looking at a lot of box scores, baby. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, if we're looking at silver linings, there's that, getting some guys. And uh, Winston Lavendier looked awesome the other day. Went seven scoreless. It's huge. Uh, he is, I think it was his first start since, like, he's 30. He hasn't started since, I believe, senior day in college, he said. So that's big if they can get him going. Um we're going to keep it rolling, though. We got Charleston. Talk about Charleston's also in a bad way. And I do think, concerningly, this is about Charleston. Um, this isn't like, oh, we're waiting on guys. I think Charleston's just not a very good ball club. Uh, that said, Billy Horn does what Billy Horn does. He finds guys. So I wouldn't put it past him to make this team a very good ball club by the time this is all said and done. However, uh, it, it's a tough go. They're 2-8 and eight right now. Um, if we were to backtrack where they've been, they won their first game of the year to Staten Island. And then they didn't play again that weekend because of rain. Uh, they immediately lost uh, three to High Point. They then lost three to Southern Maryland. Then they went to, um, just sort of tracking their schedule here, they did lose two to Lancaster before finally getting one just the other day. And that brings us to about now where they're two and eight. Um, yeah, I mean, the issues are predictable. Their offense is not very good. Uh, they do have Telvin Nash, but, um, you know, he just sort of joined the club, but he did join with a homer. So that's. Telvin looks like he's going to be Telvin. Um, they're just going to need more contributions. Dwight Smith Jr., Bobby Bradley, those guys got a hit. Uh, Bobby Bradley slashing 135, 184, 60. Part of that, I'm sure, is him trying to do it alone, but boy, that's not going to get it done. Uh, they were certainly hoping for more for Daniel Brito, who has a brutal 497 OPS right now. Um, yeah, it's just Dwight Smith Jr.'s got a 750-ish OPS. I mean, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the they got one guy who's absolutely raking. That's Luis Roman. That's... Typical. He's slashing 455, 571, 727. So they're really betting on him. Um, now, with that, the, the other concerning thing is, you know, the thought was their pitching would be pretty good and maybe they'd get by like that. Pitching has not been good so far. Um, they have all but three of their pitchers have an ERA over five right now. And the other three pitchers uh, who are under three have combined for a total of 13 and a third inning. So that's just not going to get it done. Uh, right now, I think they are sitting with Frederick has, I think, the worst offense and defense right now in the league. Nope, Charleston does. If you're going by runs, uh, Charleston's at the bottom of the league. Then it's Frederick. And then it is Staten Island, who we'll move on to here. Uh, I mean, worth noting, by the way, I will mention Frederick is heading to, uh, they're heading home to play Lancaster this weekend. And then they're welcoming Lexington. So there are some wins potentially in there. Um, I mean, if they can get two, that'd be huge. If they can get one, obviously it'd be huge. But if you're Frederick, like if we can get two, just don't get swept. You know, you're coming home for two. Don't get swept in those. Um, and then looking ahead to at Charleston, Charleston really needs to get it turned around. They are welcoming Lexington. I do think they might be able to get something on Lexington. Uh, if they could take two out three, that'd be massive. Again, just don't get swept. They did get a win. They broke that eight game losing streak. That might be enough to turn it around. But um, I think, Get them at home and see if they can get a couple wins. I don't think there's any reason they can't beat Lexington two out of three here. Uh, and then they will be heading on the road to Gastonia. That is going to be brutal. They'll be lucky to get one there, I think, of the way those two teams have been going. Um, looking ahead to Staten Island. Staten Island is 2-8, and eight, looking very similar to last year's team. Just can't get the offense and the defense, go, or the offense and the pitching going at the same time, unfortunately. Um, losing games like 2 to nothing and then 10-9, to nine, it's just, it's... 
an uphill battle. It's hard to be positive about them right now, but um, I guess the positives you can look at Kevin Krause. Uh, he's only played six games where he's hit okay. He was slow to get going. He just has first RBI, but right now he's got an 844 OPS. You take that for now, but you hope for a little bit more. And then everyone, there's other than that, I think the best OPS in the regular starting lineup is an 812. That's tough. They got some average guys. They just have no power. They have three home runs so far uh, in the early going. Uh, let me see where that stacks up the league. They have three home runs. The second least uh, or the second worst ahead of them would be York with seven. So, yeah, that's not great. Um, and then when it comes to home runs allowed, at least they've only allowed 12. Uh, for context, oh, my gosh, I had not seen this. All right. Uh, second most home runs allowed in the league right now is Charleston with 15. The most is Frederick with 32. I can't wrap my brain around that. 2.7 per nine. My God. If you go to a Frederick game right now, you're likely to see three home runs given up by them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, okay over there, boys. Yikes. All right. Sorry, that just completely struck me. Okay. Uh, moving along, though. So Staten Island, they took that one loss to Charleston. Uh, then they, I'm trying to figure out where they went. It's kind of hard to track through the schedule the way I have it set up. And that is my fault. They took, uh, they got two out of three by Long Island and then they went to sorry for this terrible content as I figure this out they got swept by York and then they went to they went back home and lost two out of three to Southern Maryland but it's good to at least get one from Southern Maryland to be honest um, yeah that that's tough they basically had that game at hand to that uh, last game three put up seven runs on Daryl Thompson and then didn't stick the landing which is tough to take um Looking at it, I mean, the pitching is not there. Christian Capuano looks great. Kyle McGowan looked great, but he's already been signed. Good for him, by the way. Uh, Anthony Quattracci looks like he's got some potential. Uh, 16 batters faced. He hasn't struck out anybody, though, and that's a little concerning. So, um, But only walked two and has allowed one hit. So that's going to be an interesting one. That could go either way. That guy could be dealing all year, or this could be a flash in the pan for him. Um, they have five guys, four still on the roster, who are above uh, five or below a five ERA. And they have 15 pitchers, I believe, on the roster. So that is, once again, a tough situation for Staten Island to get out of. Uh, moving right ahead, because I only got a few minutes left, believe it or not. I told you, we're blitzing through this thing so I can get back to some work here. Um, Looking at Lancaster, they're the next team up. They've struggled out of the, uh, out of the box 4-8. and eight. They actually have been picking up lately. Um, yeah, Lancaster, they just took two out of three from Charleston, which, you know, that'll get you right playing Charleston right now while they're down. Um, but they lost two out of three to Lexington. That's a tough scene. And then before that, they lost two out of three to York, and they got swept by Southern Maryland. So, yeah, that 1-5 start, I mean, realistically, they've now won three out of six, so life isn't too bad for them, but it is worth keeping an eye on. Uh, when it comes to the offense, we're looking at uh, Kelly Dugan had a really slow start. Uh, he's starting to pick it up a little bit now, though. He's His average is still down at 219, but he is looking like his power is back, three home runs. That's good to see after a foot injury like that. Um, yeah, I mean, the normal the normal guys. Uh, Sean Dunstan, he's got to get going a little bit better, but Melvin Mercedes, Trayvon Robinson both look very good. Ariel Sandoval is a beast. 425, 455, 600. Mama, look at that man. He's nasty. Um, Andretti Cordero could get it going a little bit better for them, but their offense actually looks like it could be solid. Uh, when it comes to the pitching, though, um, it just hit or miss. There's a lack of depth uh, for them. I mean, their starters are pretty good. Uh, Lakind, he's been good so far, 15 innings, uh, four earned. Uh, Brand Sittinger has been, uh, he's struggled out of the box, but beyond that, it's been Jacob Lemoyne. He's been 
good. Niall Ball's been sort of 50-50 on that one. And then Dom DeSabatino, who they need a bounce back year from. He struggled a little bit nearly going here. So uh, beyond that, they do have some good relief arms, but just trying to piece it together, making sure you know they have enough guys who could have a bad inning. That's kind of tough. You got to string together a few uh, at the back end of these games who will deliver a good inning for you, and they can't have sort of a, uh, a blow-up happen. So it, it takes a little bit of managing, but I think they are starting to get in a rhythm. I, I, I still think Lancaster will be good, not great, but I think they'll compete for a playoff spot because they're Lancaster. Bouncing ahead here, we're taking a look at the York Revolution. They're seven and five. They're actually off to a better start than I think most would expect. Um, I mean, we knew that Tomo Odasaka was going to be good. This dude's been crazy. He's only been three games, but he's got 15 plate appearances. He's slashing 692, 733, 846. I don't even understand how good he's been right now. Seven ribbies, four steals. He is just chaos. So if he can keep that energy even going a little bit, he's going to be tremendous for this team. Uh, beyond that, it's Alejandro Rivero really delivering. Uh, Alexis Pantoja, he's been great. Ryan January has been very good. So the offense has been showing up, and that is without actually a good start from Nelly Rodriguez, who really has not looked himself to start here, and they're going to count on him down uh, the road. And Troy Stokes Jr. also has not really delivered the way they were hoping he would. Um, yeah, looking at the pitching, though, the pitching has been solid. It, it's actually been very good. I think, uh, you know, They've had a few guys who are not delivering the way they want. Denson Hull, uh, but he's kind of been in a weird situation where he's been starting, and he, that's not really what they signed him up for. Um, as well as Josh Goosen Brown, he's had a bad start to things, but his peripherals look good, so he might be okay too. So there's a lot of that going on. Um, additionally, you got guys like Victor Capion who they need to get together. They just traded uh, Jim Fuller for him. Fuller's not having a great year on his own, I believe, but Capion's definitely falling apart a little bit. Um, but at the top end, Melvin Correa's looked very good. Tom Sutera's looked good. Uh, and Nick Raquette have looked very, very good. He has allowed uh, three earned runs. Yeah, three earned runs in 18 and a third innings. This is a great start for him. Uh, 1.47 ERA for doing the math at home. Uh, York has Lancaster, or sorry, uh, Southern Maryland coming up. Lancaster's actually heading to Frederick. I didn't mention that. But um, York is going to welcome Southern Maryland at home and then head to Long Island for their next series. Um Looking at Long Island, actually, since uh, Speak of the Devil, uh, they are also seven and five, as I recall. Though my baseball reference does not want to help me out. Yep, seven and five. Um, and so far, I mean, they've had some mixed results. They did just take two out of three from York, which really sort of floated them a little bit. But they were looking bad for a while. Their offense was not waking up the way they wanted it to. Um, they did manage to take two out of three from Gastonia, which was huge because Gastonia was cruising heading into that. I think they had. Uh, if I recall, Gastonia had not lost entering that series, but it's all starting to run together for me a little bit. Um, but looking at the top offensive guys, Joe DiCarlo has been great, 429-49-691 split. Hechevri has been all that. Sam Travis, Boog Powell, all going off right now offensively. Mike Wilson, uh, he's one. That's where you start to look at guys where he's been hitting well, but he's not really a key piece for them, but he has been hitting well. you got to see how long that continues for them, though. Uh, the one thing that has been noteworthy is Daniel Murphy is just not hitting great. There were, I mean, there were some warning signs in his projections that he might not exactly show out. Um, however, this has been a slower start than you would expect. He was hitting like uh, 217, 333, 326. I mean, he hit one home run, I believe, in like his second game, and he really hasn't shown much pop since. So that's something to keep an eye on. I mean, let's remember, guys like Murphy, they're not in the majors for a reason. So you got to bring reasonable expectations to that sort of thing. He's a big name, but keep an eye on it. 
Um, looking at the pitching side of things, the Long Island pitching does seem to be for real. Um, guys like Joe Iorio is always, he's great. Uh, Steven Tarpley has been pitching well. Brett Kennedy has looked really good. Um, Al Albuquerque, he's been a little hit or miss so far. And same with Jose Jose. You're going to look for them to fall in a little bit more. And uh, Kevin Quackenbush, great signing, by the way. He wasn't here when the season started, but Quackenbush to the Ducks is a brilliant move. Uh, but he has sort of uh, stumbled out of the gate for them, as has Kyle Lubstein. Both those guys are people that you're going to want to see kind of pick it up a little bit if you're a Long Island Ducks fan or in that front office over there. All right, four to go. Looking at Lexington. Lexington has been the surprise team so far, but they do appear to be coming back to earth. Uh, got on a hot streak, uh, played, what, Charleston, played uh, Frederick. That'll help. So they finally played High Point. We learned a little bit more about them, and uh, High Point clipped them two out of three. Uh, this team is probably, I think if they were playing a normal schedule, I mean, they haven't been playing well, but I think they probably are about a 500 team to this point. I think we're going to start to see them sort of start to flatten off a little bit here. Um, this is going to be a big series or two for them. Uh, they've got, uh, I mean, they got a couple of big ones coming up, but they got uh, Charleston coming in, or they're going to Charleston after this one, and then they're traveling to Frederick. So it they got to try to keep that momentum going. They could very reasonably take four or five of those games, and all of a sudden they're sitting there. Whether they are for real or not, they're going to be sitting there at like nine, eight, nine games above 500, and that's a huge start in the short, like two-half uh, sort of layout we have going on with the playoff structure. Um, as we look at guys like Jake Gitter, he's been really carrying. Uh, he's played eight games, so he's not going out there every day, but uh, his power, he's gotten three home runs, four hits, three home runs. So that's the kind of thing you're looking for a guy like that. Uh, but looking to the starters, you got... Um, Connor Owings has looked good. He's definitely had flashes at times. Ronnie Dawson has looked very good, uh, as has Thomas Dillard and Logan Brown. Um, they probably want a little bit more out of, um, honestly, guys like J.C. Encarnacion, but he's never been the biggest pop guy. So I guess they're kind of getting what they expected and what they hoped for. Maybe not what they expected, but what they hoped for from this lineup, and I think that's really helping them out. Um, they also are getting, I mean, top end so far of projections for about every pitcher they have. They have seven guys underneath the 3R ERA right now, and they've covered a little over half their innings, so that's huge. Um, they've had a couple guys who have gotten hit around badly, but they have not seen the game very often. Uh, the one that is definitely a red flag is they need to get Jared Eikhoff moving. Jared Eikhoff is allowed, uh, was it 15 earned in 14 and two-thirds? That is not going to fly. They need him to be a top end of the rotation guy. If they can't get him going, it's going to start to be one of those domino effect things unless they can bring in another big name, but that's a tough challenge to do mid-year. Looking ahead to the last three teams in the league, there's all, well, the top three teams in the league, last three that we're talking about here, there's definitely a jump in talent level because that's going from teams where, you know, they've had some things going well or they've had some things going not so well to the three teams who they're a good team and things have been going really well. So Gastonia is up there. Uh, first, you can't even talk about Gastonia without Steven Moya. He's played 10 games. He's homered seven times. He's a beast. I did not know the guy was massive. What, 6'7", 260? I don't think you can fit that guy in most uniforms, but congratulations to Gastonia for finding a fabric guy. Um, beyond that, though, it's been Zach Jarrett. J.C. Escara, Scott Manea, uh, Jack Reinheimer. I mean, Steven Sensley has been great. Carlos Franco's even had moments, so they're really getting contributions from like almost their entire lineup right now. Um, and then on the pitching side, they've just been continuing the good vibes from last year. Um, Tyler Thomas has gone eight innings without allowing a run, but looking at like their starters right now, they've got guys like Marcus Walden, who's got a 2-5 ERA. Zach Godley's got a 1-7-4. I mean, the worst ERA among their starters right now is a 7-71. That's Alex Sanabia, but beyond that, it's a 42 from Ian McKinney, and that's huge if you can get that kind of production from the starting rotation moving forward. Um, especially as they're going to look to get, I think, Gunnar Kynes going. They're going to try to ease him into a rotation role, so that will also help to sort of buoy that starting rotation for them. Uh, funny to think that this isn't even the final product for Gastonia, and they have been cruising so far out of the gate, now sitting at 9-3. and three. Um, 
just ahead of them. You got Southern Maryland. They're also sitting at nine and three, but they're up in the North. Um, I mean, there's not much more to say about Southern Maryland. They are exactly who we thought they would be. Uh, their offense is, you know, not awe inspiring, but their pitching is fantastic as always. Um, Looking at the batting, I mean, just when it comes to runs, they're in the middle of the league, uh, but they're pitching there. Uh, actually, they're close to the middle of the league and runs allowed too, but the way they do it, I mean, the top end of the rotation has been pretty good. It threw things off a little bit with Daryl Thompson having a bad outing yesterday, but I'm sure they'll, they're already figuring out ways to bounce back a little bit. Daryl Thompson's actually sitting with a 5.03 ERA. You always wonder if the aging curve is going to get to him, but, you know, I'm never going to say that too soon. Um, Mitch Lampson's look great, 18 innings, allowing just five earned. Uh, Andre Scrub looks like a real solution to the Matt Latos gap in the closing role, so that's huge. Uh, and remember, Southern Maryland likes to do that thing where they just get enough runs to get by, they get a good start, and then they just piece it together for three innings with some really good back end of the bullpen guys, and that's how they get All of a sudden, you're like, it's the seventh inning, and this game feels over because we can get two runs off their bullpen. So it seems like they're kind of figuring out where everyone's role is right now and going from there. Um, they do have, I mean, only four guys with an ERA below four, which is a little out of character, but three of those guys have not allowed an earned run so far, so keep that in mind. Uh, last but not least, you got High Point here. High Point has been crazy going off 11-2 and two so far, and they've just been hitting everything. I mean, I think they had a stretch where six out of eight or five out of six games, they had 10 runs. Um, I know they're scoring at a three-to-one clip right now because they've scored 93 runs and allowed just 31, which is outrageous. Um, I think... I mean, I don't even know if I've seen the team start out that hot over 13 games. That's pretty wild. Um, and looking at the offense, I mean, it starts with their former major leaguers, guys like Shed Long, uh, John Nagowski, Bo Taylor. Uh, oh, my gosh. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in their starting lineup with ear, uh, with an OPS uh, starting with one dot. I mean, that's unreal. That You're happy if you can get two of those guys at any given time. Uh, hell, you'll take one, let alone seven. So that's just sort of the headache that they're – putting in front of pitchers and uh it really i mean it's one of those things where in this league you can really eat up a team if you score some runs early in a series you wear out their pitching staff and then all of a sudden you're working in the back end of their bullpen just in game two uh you can really start to collect some wins that way and that seems to be how they're doing it um but further i mean they're not allowing many runs either i mean they're they've allowed what 31 runs in 13 games a 2.25 year rate as a staff they only have four pitchers with an era above uh four and I would say two of them, yeah, I mean, two of them, one's a four, one's a four, five. The two others are a five, four. You don't have anybody imploding right now, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is just the best example of a team that is not missing offensively or on the pitching side at one time, and they're just making teams pay for it. Uh, they have Gastonia coming into town. That's going to be a very interesting challenge for them uh, coming up, and then they're heading to Southern Maryland. That'll be another good battle. So they will be tested over the next six games. But that'll be fun to keep an eye on, and we'll talk a little bit more after the Gastonia series. But for now, as I said, it's going to be a quick episode. i got to get out, get back to work, and then get back to work on the non-work because, you know, I'm just here for the baseball at this point. Until then, I'm Ryan from Mini Ball Nation. Y'all have a go and keep an eye out. We're going to drop that preview eventually. It's going to probably be at like 3 a.m. on a Monday night because I make bad decisions. <laughs>